Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The DVC Show. Coming up, we're going to talk about some of the things going on with DVC right now, whether it's using borrowed points or right of first refusal or the upcoming member dues. That's what we're going to be talking about this week. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week via Skype by my good friends from the DBC store, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hello, everybody. Uh, also being joined by the man behind DBC fan, pretty much at this point, uh, Paul Krieger. Hey, everybody. And our producer back in the nook, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome home. Now, folks, uh, you are the first uh, to see publicly some of the changes going on here in the studio. Um, and right now, I'm glad this is all you can see because the rest of the studio looks like a bomb went off. Uh, we are, as I mentioned on other shows, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on this, we are redoing the studio completely. Uh, rather than the round table, we're going to have a series of different sets. Um, that are designed for different things. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, you will see these uh, being used as they become viable. Um, and uh, it's going to be ha happening over the next few months. So um, we'll be making some changes, I'm sure, as time goes on. We actually just set this up yesterday. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's uh, kind of different. It's weird. My The lights are now like right on me and i've got three lights pointing at me right now and it's kind of weird but excited about it uh it was time for a change the studio uh pretty much had been uh the way it was uh, we we did that rehab on the studio i think it was 2015 um and so this is the third one we've done in seven years the third time we've changed the studio in seven years and the table uh is now in my kitchen uh and it really, it's, I didn't realize how good it was going to fit in there. So just wanted to make sure we acknowledge that this is the first show going out, kind of showing off a little bit of the, how extreme these changes are going to be. It's going to be very extreme, um, but it's a lot of fun, really excited about it. But anyway, before we, before we get on to our topic, I just want to remind everyone, if you are in the market to purchase a DVC resale Go ahead and reach out to our friends at dbcstore.com. You can also call them 1-800-550-6493. And, uh, you know, that's if you want to purchase a resale or if maybe you want to sell your DVC, um, your, your DVC contract on the resale market. Um, a lot of people, I've been noticing uh, a lot of conversations lately, Jerry, um, of people wanting to upgrade their contracts. Um, Say, you know, I read one the woman was saying, you know, I have 150 points at Saratoga Springs. I think I want to sell that and upgrade to something else. I've seen that. Yeah, I've actually had those phone calls, people calling in saying, you know what? I own a an old Key West 2042. I love it. But, you know, I'm thinking I want to get some extra years, which, again, I find kind of interesting because 22 years is still a lot of time left. But, uh, but yeah, we have had some upgrade calls where people are looking to try to switch things up a little bit, get something different. So, yeah, had, have, have had a few of those for sure. Yeah. So... Certainly something you can do, again, dbcstore.com or 1-800-550-6493. Uh, you can also rent points if you want to try before you buy and rent some points to use 
at a Disney resort, a Disney Vacation Club resort. They can help you with all of that. So go ahead and give them a call. <laughs> all right. So um, for this show, I wanted to talk about just some of the more current events that we are we are seeing right now. And this is just so weird. This is so weird doing a show like this. Totally um, different. It is totally different. It is totally different. I'll get used to it. But um, now one of the like one of the things that I've noticed, um, I've been uh, I've been making a lot of reservations uh, for DVC resorts. I'll be on site on and off for about three weeks, uh, starting the end of this month, going into mid November, and I've made a number of reservations at different resorts. Of course, the vast majority of my points are purchased. Uh, were purchased on the resale market. Were purchased through all of my points, with the exception of my direct contract. It's all purchased through DVC store, um, and I know they didn't give me a break on it. I paid what everybody else pays because um, I'm big on that. But uh, I was noticing that I would go on to the DVC member site and try and book a reservation using borrowed points, and it would I would just get the, the dwarfs. We're working on it. Well, apparently you're not working very hard because I've been seeing this damn message for a month and a half. And each time I had to call in to member services and I had to do this manually. And then they had to take down all the information, go find a manager in order to get this reservation booked. And on average, these phone calls were taking for one reservation was taking a half hour um and you know there's a part of my brain that's going to go toward conspiracy theories that are they getting ready to do something with uh with with resale points and that they're trying to like discourage use of resale points or but it was explained to me and i'll let you guys opine on whether on how you feel about this it was explained to me that it's only because of the borrowing restrictions and uh, that they've put into place as a result of the closure during COVID, where you're only able to borrow 50% of your points. Um, whereas in a normal year, we'd be able to borrow all of them if we wanted to. Um, and that as a result of the, th- those changes to the system, this is why they've had this issue. And Jerry, you're looking like you're ready to say something. Well, I, it's a good observation. I've had the same issue myself, uh, getting the seven doors, having to call in because I made some reservations. I bought my contracts resale and, uh, same, same exact situation. But, um, I didn't, you know, I was, I, when I had the phone conversation with member services, I wasn't like treated bad or, you know, it wasn't, Oh like no, a, not at all. Right. Right. It, it just was like, hold on, let me put you on hold for a minute. I'm going to have to get this worked out because there's uh, something in the system. Just give me a few minutes. So same, same exact situation. But you're right. It, it triggered from COVID that 50% borrowing rule that's in effect. Like I'd never had that problem before. And it just seems like now that there's this new borrowing restriction that, uh, that they have to put you on hold, you have to call in to, if you're going to borrow, and then they have to work it out with a manager. So yeah, again, good observation, but I, I don't, I don't want to go conspiracy theory because I don't think there's I think that's an internal system issue that they're having rather than a, you're a resale buyer, you know, you're not going to get to, you're not going to be treated the same or something like yeah, that. But so in that yeah. my, my, you know, the reason the conspiracy theory even went off in my head is because we live in the world of Terry Schultz, who's the senior vice president of, uh, advent of, of, uh, DVC. 
And, you know, we look at those incredible restrictions on Riviera and we know what they're about, right? They're about targeting the resale market. Uh, so, you know, that's why that even went off in my head. I want to be very clear. Member services, every single phone call I've made, every person I've got on the phone has been amazing. Amazing. A level of service that is honestly, I haven't seen in a long time with Disney. So it's not that they're rude. It's not that they're incompetent or anything like that. It's just that it was kind of, it's, you know, it's kind of inconvenient when you're going on and you're going on the site. So what I started doing was just looking on the site to see where the availability was and then hurrying up and getting on the phone, not going through the whole rigmarole. Um, and, you know, ha- making sure I had noted down which contract I wanted to use. If you have multiple contracts like I do, it's important to make sure you know exactly which contract you want to use, which point you want to use, which which point you want to borrow from. I don't believe this is a problem if you're using points that are available. This is a problem using points that you want to borrow from the next use here. So I want to be clear with that. So it's not like all resale points being used or having this problem. Just when you want to borrow. So it's a good idea. Have that number handy. Be sure you know which contract you want to use. You know, Do your research. Know exactly how many points the room and the resort that you want on the date you want um, uh, is available and how many points there are. And that's just going to, I think, make it quicker for you to, to get through that process. So, um, Paul, any, any experience on that for, uh, for you? I've not encountered anything related to trying to book and have an issue, but I will say that the website's had an alert on it off and on for the past month or so that it's basically said, hey, we're working on things, changing some things in the background. So you can chalk that up, maybe conspiracy theory. Um, but honestly, I feel like if you don't have some sort of glitch happening when you book right now, uh, you, you are the oddity. Every time they fix something on the website, 10 other things break. Uh, we <laughs> recently saw them roll out with the uh, new enhancement of allowing you to see and use transfer points and one-time use points on the website when you're booking. Normally, you would have to call in to do that. But that's also now triggered if you've ever transferred or purchased one-time use points for any resort. Those resorts are showing up like you own them. So... As I said, this discussion in my head just goes down the path of we just need a full revamp of this website and 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 well try to figure some things out. Let me you know in the interest of, of fairness, um, that's not DVC DVC's fault. That's Disney's IT department. And let me tell you, we have I have been running into the warm embrace of Disney's IT department ever since the day I launched. Dreams Unlimited Travel, okay? And John, God bless his, his heart, John John Magi, my business partner, um, he deals with them all the time um, because John is much more diplomatic than I am. Um, much, 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 much more diplomatic than I am. Um, so, you know, their, their whole IT layout, while it's extremely... Uh, uh, it's a massive, it's a massive IT infrastructure that they have, and they're doing a lot of cutting edge things. Um, sometimes I feel like the focus on the cutting edge was done at the expense of being able to do normal stuff right, 
like book a reservation without the world collapsing. Um, so, you know, but so that's a, that's a, uh, uh, an, an IT. I don't blame DBC for their website. That's Disney IT. Cause it's all under one. That's all under one. I don't think DBC has their own IT department. Um, but all right. So I, we also want to talk about, uh, Jerry, you were mentioning, uh, before the show that, uh, you're seeing some stuff going on right now with right of first refusal. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, during the prime of the can- uh, pandemic, we're actually, I guess we're in the prime now, but when Disney had closed, you know, right of first refusal was taking 45 days, if not longer in some cases. So it was really taking quite a while to get through. And then, you know, they seemed to get things back in gear and, and do a right of first refusal process in about 30 to 35 days. So they did shave off a few a week or two, to week, to, week to 10 days from it. But now it seems like we're back to going into a 40 to 45 day process. And that's fine. I mean, it's not, but it's, it's you know, at least they're, they're processing contracts through. But there, there's, a, there's a financial report that they release that uh, the title companies need in order to close and prepare closing documents, I, I guess. So they're not releasing these estoppels with the waiver. So we're running into delays again. So we've got delay on right of first refusal, and then this estoppel reports. It's also being delayed. So uh, just be aware that I think they're trying to work something out at member administration, but uh, there's there, we are running into some delays right now. And I think the timing on this is probably pretty interesting that they just laid 28,000 people off. And you got to wonder, and this was across all divisions, and this is not just frontline cast members. This hit management. This hit Imagineering. This has hit all throughout the company. So you got to wonder if there has been, if there have been some, uh, some layoffs that are, are now impacting them in that area, which while it sucks, we have to understand that, you know, that's just unfortunately the nature of the beast right now. And, and we do know that uh, from warn notices filed in the state of Florida, there were, 279 Disney Vacation Club jobs impacted by those layoffs. So it's it, it's very possible that that those were positions affected. Um, I I wouldn't put it past them that they sort of looked at it and said, oh, it's okay if resale purchases take a little bit longer. Um, those are some of the people cut. So, um, but we do know that those, uh, like you said, Pete, those did hit Disney Vacation Club as well. Well, it's also interesting, and, and now you say that. They they furloughed. I mean, they basically sent away. They they sent everybody home during the during the three months that they were closed. So the right of first refusal process was taking very very long for because they didn't have the cast members to support it. So yeah, it makes perfect sense if they did lay off some of those Disney Vacation Club uh, administrators. That yeah, they might not have the support to get it through. So that that totally adds up. That makes perfect sense. Now, Jerry, um, you know, uh, aside from the issue with the estoppel. Um, uh, being needed for closing and the delays on that. Um, how how are their buybacks right now? Now, we had gone through a period where they weren't buying anything back. Everything was going through. Then they started buying back again about a month and a half ago, I think it was, two months ago. Um, where are we at with that right now? What is the What are the buybacks looking like? Still consistent in terms of uh, buying back contracts. And Primarily, uh, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West, Grand Floridian. Those are the three on the radar that we see consistently. So they are still buying back contracts. You know, we probably get several, three to five a week or every other week. So we're still seeing a, a, 
pretty good amount of buybacks at those three locations. We've had a couple Vero, one Hilton Head. We had uh, an Animal Kingdom. So there has been activity. Disney's still purchasing these. They, they haven't let that up. So that's still happening. But is it? would you consider it similar to what it was before COVID, less, more? Uh, I would say more. I mean, they, when they started buying back, I think it was uh, August 30th was the first wave of buybacks. They haven't let up since. So, I mean, they're still continuing to purchase back the contracts at a consistent level. I mean, there was a massive amount on that first batch when they said, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're buying these. But now it's just a consistent number that keeps coming in. So three to five every, you know, every week, every other week, we'll see as to, in terms of buyback. And usually, you know, again, it's, it, it seems to be price driven. A lot of the uh, Saratogas, you know, they're buying under $100 a point. If it's Old Key West, they're buying under typically $95 a point. Um, Grand Floridians, anything in the 150s. So that's a consistency that I'm seeing is just these prices. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's not a, always based on price, uh, but, but nonetheless, that's what, that's what I'm saying. But you, you think right now they're buying back more frequently than they were prior to the pandemic, or is it similar? Uh, I think there are more sellers willing to potentially take offers that are lower. So yeah, I, I think it's a little bit more than prior to the pandemic, just because sellers might be in a situation that they're taking an offer less than what they would have taken prior to the pandemic. So it's it's allowing Disney to pick up some contracts at a cheaper price. So uh, yeah, I would say a little bit more more than what they were before. All right, Paul, I want to talk to you about some of the developments with member dues. Um, there was a uh, uh, there was a, a some some anticipation about credit cards being able to be used for monthly dues, and uh, then Disney announced that uh, well, actually, we're going to do this. So talk a little bit about what went on with that and what we can expect, you think, with member dues coming up uh, coming up in the next couple months. Sure thing. So in the Member Insider uh, email that goes out once a month, uh, there was a little blurb that was put in the bottom of the email this past week or so that basically suggested that in November we would see some sort of credit card auto pay option uh, be brought into the Disney Vacation Club payment system for the payment of dues. Um, Honestly, maybe we read a little bit too much into it, but most people jumped on the bandwagon of assuming that they were going to finally offer the ability for people to go on and set up a monthly auto pay to a credit card for dues. Not the most um, worthwhile way to pay your dues. I'm still an advocate for getting purchasing discounted Disney gift cards and paying them off that way. But it does give you some more flexibility and gives you the opportunity to maybe get some points on your credit card if you have a high rewards card or something like that. Well, that turned out to be completely not what they were going to do. Uh, What they have now offered is an opportunity to sync up your credit card uh, with the system so that they can actually automatically pull out your entire dues amount once a year when it is due. I... Maybe I went off the deep end on this, but I just personally do not understand why they would do this. And I view annual dues similar to my taxes, where I'm going to give you those on the last possible day that I have to pay them to you. Um, So I was just shocked that there was an announcement about this, which didn't appear anywhere other than the Member Insider magazine. And then we received a bunch of correction emails from them at a later point. 
but they acted almost as if we would be overly excited about this when I, I just don't view it as a big deal. Well, that is a, uh, that is a typical Disney tactic when they're going to announce something that they know is probably not going to be either what's expected or it's kind of bad news. They make it sound like, Hey guys, isn't this magical? Um, and you know, and they do that because sadly some people will like kind of buy into that, but um, none of them are DVC members though. Cause we're a jaded group. We are a jaded, jaded group. Um, <laughs> you, and that just doesn't work with us. So um, I mean, look, I was jaded long before DVC, but I'm from New Jersey. I was born jaded. Um, but let's talk about dues. Um, a lot of uh, speculation going on right now. Are our dues going to go down because the resorts were closed and uh, stuff like that? Um, my vote is no. Our dues are not going to go down. Um, I think that they are taking on uh, more expenses as a result of the increased requirements for cleaning uh, and sanitization of the resorts. Um, there's a, a whole new thing that has to be done. A lot more that has to be done. Rooms have to be, you know, taking longer for rooms to be cleaned. Um, and I think that is going to be reflected when we see our 2021 dues. Uh, agree, disagree? I open it up. I, I personally think there will be, uh, I don't want to see them go down too far, but I do think there might be a slight reduction, just a slight one. Um, you know, over the years, the VCs had several years where the maintenance fees either stayed the same or they adjusted downward slightly and there was no three month closure. So my guess is there will be a slight reduction, but, uh, I don't foresee some major deduction. You know, there's rumors out there that they're going to deduct, you know, three months of dues out of the next year's. I don't see that happening. No. I just see maybe a slight, you know, if, if Saratoga is 677, it might be 675 next year, you know, very minor change. But, uh, but anyway, I, I hope they don't deduct it. Actually, Paul and I were talking about this and I'll let you, uh, Paul, tell the audience what we were discussing, but I, I, I agree with what Paul was saying. I think we're up against two different things here. Um, first is the question of whether or not we're going to see any rebate or credit applied to 2021 because of what's happened with the pandemic in 2020. And then there's the flip side of that. What are 2021 dues going to look like? We can't really predict what that year is going to look like fully at this point. We don't know. Are things going to continue down the path of getting better like we're on right now? We all very well hope so. Um, I think that in regards to 2020, we're going to see select examples of credits applied, specifically Alani, Grand Californian are definitely going to um, see some credits since they've been they've had an extended closure. I mean, Grand Californian is still not even open yet. Uh, Alani's slated to open, I think, in a couple weeks. So I think we will see some credits applied to those owners. Uh, as far as Walt Disney World is concerned, I agree with you, Pete. I think that we're going to see a lot of the new cleaning and disinfection um, tactics that they've implemented rolled into the dues themselves. Um, 2021, I really hope that they don't try to back off on what the dues numbers are. And I say that because if they do back off, there's the potential that we would then end up owing more in 2022. Um, and I personally would not want to see us get into that uh, situation. I would want to see them have an estimate, overestimate 
what 2021 is going to look like, uh, best case scenario, and then charge us those dues uh, so that we don't end up paying more in 2022 because of it. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I also know that, you know, one of the things reflected in dues is our labor costs. Um, that's part of what we pay in dues are the costs for labor. We saw an increase in dues when Disney went to, when Disney committed to a $15 an hour, uh, minimum, uh, over a staggered over a certain number of years. Uh, we did see an increase because of that. So I wonder if, you know, with the, with the layoffs, you know, is that going to trend it down? Uh, I guess we're going to find out when do the dues normally come out? December, right? Uh, early November, oh, okay. typically when we you you hear so we'll pretty get, soon. Yeah, we'll get the estimates uh, coming out around mid November ish, um, and those will appear online ahead of the uh, condo association meeting, which is uh, the second week of December, I believe. Um, so should be coming soon. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out uh, beginning of November. We'll see what the dues are. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say. I think everybody will have a lot to say about that. Hopefully it won't be terrible news. I think they're going to go up though. I think they're going to go up. That's just my, my guess, but we'll find out. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the DVC show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week. Have a great week, folks. Take care.